It doesn't matter how you woke up feeling. What matters is God's on the throne and he's good. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's awesome. Amen. Amen. If you got symptoms in your body like some of us have right now, it's okay. God's still on the throne. And God is going to touch you today. God's going to minister to you. I'm telling you, in faith today, whether you're worshiping in this house or whether you're online right now, amen, you're going to receive your miracle before this day is over. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to start off a little slow, just for a quick second. I want to thank everybody that, that participated in some way, whether you prayed while we were gone, while you were praying for Sister Rachel, amen, praying for Brother Nate and I as we were in Brazil, whether you gave, amen, you were a part of what God did. And you are a part of what God is doing and what God's going to continue to do. Amen? Amen, amen. Well, if you want to turn with me in the Word of God, I'm just going to preach and share some things this morning. That's all right. That's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to let God do what He wants to do in this place. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 for you that need a text. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. God, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is anointed. I pray that you would anoint your messenger now, God. Hide me under the shadow of your cross. And in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would confirm your word. We know that you will confirm your word, God, today. And that there will be miracles, signs, and wonders in this place. And we give you praise and glory, God, for everything that you do. For every heart that's touched. For every body, oh God, that's touched and healed today. We give you praise in advance. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. Tonight, or today... My title is simply this, and this is a word from the Lord, and you'll hear more of it later, but this is my title. I am not a monument, I am a movement. I am not a monument, I am a movement. And we know the Word of God teaches us that He's omnipresent, that He's everywhere at one time. We see in Psalms chapter 139, verses 8 through 10, which says, Whither shall I go from my spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. It's a fact that God fills all time and space. He's that magnificent. That, that's how great God is. He fills all time and space. We know that John 4 and 24 says that God's a spirit, right? And in the second verse that we just read in Genesis chapter 2, we're going to read it again. It says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. We're in some dark times right now. Amen. There's darkness that's covering the earth right now. But it says it doesn't stop there. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That speaks to me. I believe God is saying right from the beginning of time, right in the genesis of time, God is saying that my Spirit has the ability to change every dark and chaotic place. God's setting a precedent from the beginning of time that His Spirit is greater than it all. His Spirit is bigger than it all. 
and I believe in the Holy Ghost that God wants to bring beauty into somebody's chaos today. He made a beautiful creation out of that darkness. He made a beautiful creation out of that void and nothingness. And God wants to make a beautiful creation in the dark places and recesses of your life today. God wants to do it for you that are in this house and for you that are watching online. God has a miracle for you. And through the movement of his spirit, today there's a miracle that God has for you in, his li- in your life. Somebody right now just needs to begin to declare it. Come on, declare that miracle in your life right now. Those things that you cannot see physically, begin to spiritually declare and say, I am healed in the name of Jesus. My kids are saved in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare those things that are not as if they were because in the Holy Ghost, they are. In the Spirit, they are. As the Spirit is moving, it's done. Come on, before we go any further, let the Holy Spirit move right now on the face of the waters. Let the Holy Spirit move right now in the places that you see as dark places. Begin to speak those things that are not as if they were. You'll have what you say. The Word of God says that. Begin to speak it. Come on, if he isn't telling you you're always going to be depressed, begin to speak. I have the joy of the Lord today. I have the joy of the Lord today. If the enemy's been telling you you're going to walk the rest of your life in pain, begin to speak it. I am no longer in pain in the name of Jesus. I am no longer in pain. This chronic pain is gone now in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak it no matter what your body's telling you right now. There'll always be an adversary in front of the door of the miraculous. You've got to push through. Even if you're in your pain, in pain right now. I said it a minute ago, some of us have some sensations. I've got sensations in my body right now, but I can push through it because I know that God is greater. He's bigger than it all. He's going to do it. Amen. And from the beginning of time, there's always been divine intervention by God from the very beginning of time. God has always walked into chaotic situations and helped his people. Divine intervention is simply defined as an event that occurs when when God becomes actively involved in changing some situation in human affairs. That's what divine intervention is. And all throughout scripture, we see examples of divine intervention. Think about it. When the three Hebrew children didn't do what the king commanded them to do, when they stood up for their God and they were thrown in that furnace, they didn't bend, they didn't bow, and they didn't burn. But there was a fourth man that showed up in the fire. There was divine intervention that showed up in the fire. And I'm here to tell you that that divine intervention didn't just affect the three Hebrew children, but it affected an entire nation. When God shows up, mighty things begin to transpire. It's all throughout scripture. Think about that. Think about Daniel. These Sunday school stories, Daniel in the lion's den. He was thrown in that lion's den for praying, for doing the right thing. But God sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lion. There was divine intervention in that lion's den. You might feel like you're in the lion's den right now. But there's divine intervention this morning. And again, it didn't just affect Daniel, but it had a purpose for an entire nation. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's a purpose for the divine intervention of God. We think about it, me, 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 me. But God says, no, it's not about you. It's about my glory being shed abroad. It's about my glory covering the entire earth. 
when I come in and I show up, it's not just for you, but it's for all of humanity to receive something miraculous from the Lord God Almighty. Think about Peter when he was in prison. The angel came. He delivered Peter. Right? They were praying he was delivered. But it was not just Peter's salvation that happened when divine intervention took place. Matter of fact, verse 24 of Acts chapter 12 says it like this. It says, but the word of God grew and multiplied. Divine intervention has a purpose. Through the intervention of God in your life, there's revelation of who God is that can come to an entire nation, to an entire Kennebec Valley. Where thousands of people can receive what you have and what I have. Thousands can be... You need to get it in your head. God's not just satisfied with us four no more. No, 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 no. God wants to see thousands of people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Thousands that have revelation of who he is. Thousands that would walk the same way that you're walking. I'm going to declare it again because I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Ever since I went to Bangladesh and that word of God was spoken, that what was happening in those fields in Bangladesh would not just be for Bangladesh, but we'd see them when we came home. I saw in those services, in one service, I saw 5,000 people filled with a baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to declare it again in this city, in this region, here, right at the Augusta Civic Center or somewhere close by. There will be a day very close, coming soon, because God is coming soon where we'll see 5,000 people in one service filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That was all for free. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. What can you imagine? What can you think of that God could do? What kind of grandeur do you think that God can come up with? And as soon as you think of that, God is going to do exceedingly above that. He's going to do more and greater than that. Because it's his will that none should perish, but all should come to everlasting life. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Well, my title today, I'm not going to be very long. I shouldn't say that because every time I say that. But my title today was this, and it was a word, my Lord. I am not a monument. I am a movement. Now, I know that monuments have their purpose. There are monuments all throughout Scripture. And I'll speak of one right now that came to mind as I was thinking about this message. There was a monument or a memorial that was built by 12 stones. A leader from each tribe of Israel carried one stone to their lodging place. And then the man of God, Joshua, built that monument. He built that memorial, the Bible says, from those stones. And in Joshua 4, in verse 6 and 7, it lets us know the purpose of the monument. The monument had a purpose. It was there for the next generation to see and to ask their fathers about them. It was for their fathers to tell their children of the miraculous power of God, of God Almighty. It was for the parents to tell them how the waters were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant and of the Lord when it was passed over Jordan. It was there for a purpose. And if the Israelites had just gloried 
in that victory, if they had just hung around that place and around that monument, they would never have realized the promises of God in their life. They never would have possessed the promise that God had given to them. The monument had a purpose. It pointed to the divine movement of God. It pointed to that point where God worked on the behalf of the Israelites. It was to show what God had done so they could move forward in their faith. Not to stay at that monument, but to take that and run with it and say, hey, God can do greater things. God can help me fight these giants. God can help me take these lands. God will help me. He's my sustenance. He is all I need. The promises of God for you and for your family have not been totally realized yet. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. They've not, you've got to realize it in your spirit. You've got to get it in your heart and in your mind. They've not been totally realized. All that God has spoken, it will come to pass. But you've got to keep stretching. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep striving and say, hey, I haven't achieved it yet, but I can look back and see what God did here. So it gives me the faith to continue on to the next miracle. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. In Jesus' name. I feel the Holy Ghost. God's fixing to do something mighty in here. Woo. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That became the war cry when we were in Brazil. I think every preacher said it after one preacher said it the first night. Get ready, get ready, get ready in the pulpit. Get ready, get ready, get ready because God's fixing to do something mighty. God's fixing to do something powerful. Anybody ever heard of the Christ the Redeemer monument in Brazil? It's now one of the seven wonders of the world. Well, that statue, that monument... Of Christ the Redeemer was it was completed in 1931 you can put a picture up there if you want to brother Pat and it might not have told you to do that but I did give you a picture and it stands 98 feet tall it's horizontally outstretched arms spanned 92 feet wide and the statue that statue or that monument has become emblematic of both the city of Rio de Janeiro and the whole nation of Brazil. Its purpose for being built, listen to this, when I studied this, was there was concern about, I quote, the lack, or, or sorry, uh, yes, the lack of religious faith. That's why they built this monument. There was, there was concern of the lack of religious faith in the Brazilian community. And it was hoped that by placing a massive statue of Jesus, on top of, of a mountain in Rio, that it would rebel against what they saw as, I quote, increasing godlessness in the country. And it was requested that the statue be placed on the summit of Mount Corcovado, so it would be visible from anywhere and everywhere in Rio, and thus represent a way of reclaiming Rio. This was the thought process which at the time was Brazil's capital. And they wanted to reclaim Rio to Christianity. That's why they built this. And just recently, in 2022, there was another one in a smaller city that was built that's even bigger than this monument. There's hunger in Brazil. 
They're hungering after God, but they're learning that there's a greater revelation of Jesus Christ than they've been taught by tradition. There is hunger in Brazil. I want you to put that first picture up. This is the hunger in Brazil. This is what hunger looks like. When every hand is raised, no matter your background, no matter your teachings, but you want more of God, so you come to a crusade and you lift your hands believing that God is going to do something miraculous in you. When we have that kind of hunger in us, God is going to do the same types of things within us and throughout our families. But we've got to hunger and thirst after righteousness. And wherever there is hunger and wherever there is thirst, it's the word of God. You shall be filled. So when we were in Brazil, during a powerful life-changing prayer meeting, Brother Nate and I were in, a word came forth from the Lord. And the minister that gave that word afterwards said he didn't even think about where he was and the, the monuments that were in that country and what it represented. But here's what God said, and I want you to listen with both ears. I'm going to play it in a minute, in a little bit. The first statement, I'm not a monument, I'm a movement, is not in that because it starts after that. But I'm going to play it so you can get the feel of it. But I want you to listen to the words very closely of what God said because it pertains to you and to I. He said, I am not a monument. I am a movement. And there is a move of my spirit that is beginning to operate, that is going to usher in the greatest revival that you have ever seen, that you have ever known. This is the beginning of that movement and that fresh flow of my spirit. It's going to blow across this place, this region, and it's going to reach across the recesses of the world. I am ready to move. I am ready to work. I am ready to respond to your faith, what you have sacrificed and what you have believed for. I am ready to do it and I am ready to pour out my spirit afresh and anew. If somebody would receive that right now in the name of Jesus, would you lift your hands because God is telling you right now that you are part of this movement. Your hands and your feet are a part of this movement in the name of Jesus. It's a new thing. Hallelujah. Listen to this. I want you to feel it. Hunger. hallelujah 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 and after that prophecy after those prophetic words God began to confirm to us his word he began to confirm to us that he was ready to move 
And what a mighty God, what a mighty move of God we saw in Brazil. Some of you watched online. It hasn't stopped. That move of God hasn't stopped. Amen. I've experienced and heard many reports from around the U.S. already. Amen. Of how God is working. It has not stopped. We prayed for months as a team and we prophesied for months as a team that we would see a day of Pentecost and that there would be a day of Pentecost in Brazil. And I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost that God honored what we declared in the Spirit. God honored those prayers. In one service, we saw at least 3,000 people be filled with a baptism of the Holy Ghost. In one service. And in reality... Even though we reported there was 3,000 plus that received the Holy Ghost. I can talk to you about it later. I don't have time. But in reality, there was 6,000 probably or plus that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in those three services. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Hallelujah. That wave of the Holy Ghost is not over. I feel that wave of the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. If you've never experienced it before, that wave of the Holy Ghost is here to fill you fresh and anew with God's Spirit this morning. There's a flow of God's Spirit, but you've got to get into the flow of God's Spirit. I believe in the Holy Ghost that we are now living in the day when the former rain and the latter rain would come down together. I believe that in the Holy Ghost. I believe it. Amen. We can't afford to walk around in ankle deep water, but we've got to find those waters to swim in. There are waters of the Holy Ghost. There's fresh anointing coming through you right now. There's a fresh place in God you can go, but you've got to begin to desire it and push yourself to the next place in God. Acts 2 and 17 says, and it shall come to pass in the last days. It's not a might. It's not a maybe. It shall come to pass in the days that we're living in. Hallelujah. Saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. It's going to happen. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's going to happen. It's happening now in Jesus name there were over 1,000 notable miracles in one night and in reality God did thousands of miracles throughout the week including when he obeyed God and they were told by somebody up front if you had blind eyes begin to rub your eyes right now and as you rub your eyes there's complete healing coming And as that man rubbed his eyes, it was like a scale came off of his eye and he could see at that very moment. There's so many testimonies like that that God did. It was a mute child that could not speak ever that began to speak. Amen. After that, one of those crusade nights, I'm going to tell you more of these in a minute. There's a woman that came in a wheelchair one night. She was prayed for. The prayer of faith went forward. And the next night she came walking in on her own with no wheelchair. A young woman carried in by her father. She was only able to blink her eyes. She was paralyzed everywhere else in her body. But after the prayer of faith, she was completely healed. Depression and oppression replaced by liberty and joy in the spirit of God. God wants to do that for somebody in this place this morning. There was people who were delivered from demonic spirits in their lives. God will do that for you this morning. 
pain was removed from so many people that testified of pain being removed. And there was also many team members that were healed. I'll talk about that one first. I didn't give you a picture for the Pat, but on Sunday morning I had, I was humbled to be able to ask to, to preach to the team. And I was preaching on Sunday morning and God just came in there and swept in and moved and the missionary had, Brother Walmer had hearing aids in both ears. And Brother Terry Munn that went with me, he had hearing aids in both ears. And after the prayer of faith was prayed over them, amen, both of them took their hearing aids out of their ears and could hear by the power of the Almighty God. People testified in that team service. They testified of necks, chronic pain that had been there for years that God instantly took away. There was all kinds of testimonies. It was powerful. Now you can see why I'm fired up. I'm going to break down some of these miracles for you just to build your faith this morning. Put the first picture up there, Brother Pat. This lady came to the crusade. She came. She must have come with faith. She was sitting there listening, just a part of the crusade, just like anybody else, sitting up towards the front. And picture two, you see that she came down to the front. When they asked, if you need a miracle, come to the front. I was actually the person calling them to the front. And she came down to the front, right in front of me to my left. Matter of fact, I think I got the same outfit on. She came down to my left. And she came with expectation in her heart. The prayer of faith was prayed. Another team member laid his hand upon her. And I began, I remember I'm on this side of the pulpit. This is about where she's sitting. And I began to scream. Rise up. Rise up. In Jesus' name. Rise up. Rise up in Jesus' name. And as we begin to declare that in Jesus' name, you put the next picture. You see, she rose up and she got on her own two feet and God healed her miraculously. The next night, she came into service without no wheelchair. She didn't need it because God did a miracle in her life. And I've come to tell you, God has not stopped. Here's another story for you. Brother Nate, Sister Rachel, come up and get ready. Another story for you. After the prayer of faith was prayed on Friday night, another team member prayed for two little Brazilian boys, six or seven years old. Anybody have a six or seven-year-old child? Sister Dunn. Got two of them. Three. That's right. But two boys. Imagine this. I want you to imagine this. One boy was completely mute. And the other boy, he received the Holy Ghost and started praying for his friend. His friend was mute. And this little boy spoke in clear English. In the name of Jesus, speak forth. In the name, repeated that. In the name of Jesus, speak forth to this mute boy. And the mute boy was healed and started to speak in the name of Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. Did I tell you that his friend only spoke Portuguese and knew no English whatsoever? Yes, that's the truth. He began to speak it out in tongues. He began to speak in the name of Jesus. Speak forth. In the name of Jesus. Speak forth. 
that same power is here right now. Sister Dunn, can you imagine one of your little boys uh, reaching over? It's going to happen in the name of Jesus. Uh, amen. They can do it at a young age. They can reach to somebody and say, in the name of Jesus, uh, be healed. In the name of Jesus, receive your miracle. In the name of Jesus, speak forth. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. You guys ready or what? I feel the Holy Ghost. A young woman who was 14 years of age. And to my knowledge, she hadn't walked at all. If she had, it had been when she was very, very young. She was carried into the crusade by her father. She was only able to blink. I referenced this a few minutes ago. And she was paralyzed. All she could move was her eyes. She could move her eyes around and nothing else. And when it was asked for those to come that needed a healing, she wanted to come, I guess. Her father brought her by faith. And carried her to the front up by the platform. And after the word of faith was spoken. Oh, she wasn't paralyzed anymore. Come on, Brother Pat. Tell them. Let them see what happened in Jesus' name. This is her in the parking lot while the music's still going inside. You can hear it. You can hear the music being played and her rejoicing. I want to show you what God did in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Her legs were so thin, her muscles were atrophied, but God put strength into those legs. God put strength into her muscles and her arms for the many years that she could not even move. And God healed her instantly. All of her paralysis was gone. Amen. In Jesus' name. Nothing I've come to declare this morning is impossible with God. Luke 1.37 says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. God is no respecter of persons. God is ready to use each and every one of us. You don't have to have a, a certain name or pedigree. You just have to have the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. And you can say, as Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee, rise up and walk. All you need is the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. And I know that God's been using many people, and I want Brother, actually I want Sister Rachel first to testify of some miracles that she saw in, in Madagascar. Because what she saw, I declare to you, what you saw in Madagascar is not staying in Madagascar. Amen. God has used you there, and God's going to use you here to impart what you saw. I was in Madagascar for eight weeks, and when I first got there, I was struggling a little bit because there was a bit of a language barrier. So anytime that we would come and we'd pray for them, they wouldn't understand a word we're saying. But the thing is, even though there's a language barrier, the Spirit of God is universal. 
We went to these conference in Majunga. We got to the altar call. It, it blacked out. The electricity went out, but they were still praying. I laid my hands on this little girl, and tears came streaming down her face. You could see the transformation in her face. It wasn't even, because of the language barrier, I had no idea what she was saying. But I could see the faith in her eyes as she lifted her hands, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. There was 200-plus people at this conference that got the Holy Ghost even though they had no idea what we were speaking, and we had to use a translator. The Spirit of God is universal. And then I wondered, I was like, okay, God, they don't understand this, but how is it, how is it that even though they don't know what we're saying, they still get the Holy Ghost? It's because the foreigners, which they called us the Vazas, they got word that we were in town. And the reason why they knew we were in town is because we heard, they heard about the miracles that God was doing. And they heard about all the people getting the Holy Ghost. And so they came receiving. They said, I'm believe that I'm going to get my miracle. You can believe, but if you don't receive it, then you're not going to get your miracle. you got to lift your hands, open your hands, open your eyes and say, Lord, I know that you have a miracle for me and I receive it. There's no such barrier that God can't get through to do his work. The thing is, is it didn't stay with us. It wasn't about us. It was what God was doing. And that's what I learned. I learned that no language barrier, whether it's a spiritual culture, no barrier can stop what God is doing in what he wants to do through us. And it didn't stay with us. See, the thing is, you receive your miracle, but it can't stay with you. It has to go out. You have to run through the streets. You have to testify about what God did through you because that is how the revival is going to happen. Many, many. And I declare to you in the name of Jesus, uh, what happened in Madagascar is going to happen here in the name of Jesus. Uh, those miracles, uh, those miracles that she saw, those miracles that she saw are going to happen here in the name of Jesus. And people are going to run to the house of God for their miracle. And God is going to touch their spirit in the name of Jesus. For the name. Praise God. Would you all just worship the Lord for a minute? I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is moving right now. Would you just raise your hands in Jesus' name? Lord, we receive it, Lord. We receive this, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, if there's one thing that I learned when I was in Brazil, it was that the people who were going to receive the miracles were the people who were going to step forward. God never did anything for people who just sat back and watched. It was always the people who stepped out in faith. I feel in the Spirit right now, Brother Shane spoke about Peter saying, silver and gold have I none. But we remember back when Jesus was healing the sick, and then he sent his disciples off across the water, and they saw Jesus walking on water. Peter saw Jesus coming, and he said, Lord, if it's you, let me know, and I'll step out. And the Lord said, come on. And so he stepped out in faith. And when the waves started coming up around him, did Jesus just let him sink? The Lord stepped out, lifted him up, and they went onto the boat and they were safe. And right now the Lord's saying, if you've got a spiritual issue, if you've got a mental issue, if you've got a physical issue, if you'll step out of the boat in faith, I'm going to meet you right where you are. I will not leave you without a comforter. I will come to you. And I know I'm supposed to be testifying about what God has done, but you can see that the Lord has done great things. And I don't need to say anything else because God's ready to do it right now, right here for you for you well come on somebody receive that right now in Jesus name receive it in the name of Jesus right now I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost uh, 
Isaiah 43 and 16, 16 says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together and they shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wicked. wicked. Uh, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Somebody needs to understand that God has started a new thing. There is a new river. There's a fresh river. There's a fresh anointing. There is fresh power. That's for you today. But you've got to step out into the new. You've got to step out into the fresh. God wants to do a new thing in you. And if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you need healing in your body and you've been suffering for a long time, God wants to do a new thing in you. And God wants to heal your body this morning. Come on, you can come forward. I feel faith in this place. I'm going to give a few instructions. Amen. And we're going to see God do a great and mighty thing in this place this morning. The Holy Spirit has always been associated with movement. That's why John chapter 3 says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but you can't tell where it comes from or whither it goes to. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. There's a certain sound that comes out of you when you're born of the Spirit. That's why in Acts chapter 2 it says, uh, after they were waiting for the Comforter, which is the promise of the Father, which is the Spirit of Jesus, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house, or the houses right now, where they were sitting. And there appeared on them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. If you obey the Word of God this morning, God's going to fill you with the Spirit just like He did in Acts chapter 2. And I'm not hindering God right now. I know what God's going to do in this place. But I want us to stop just for a minute because we're going to repent. And God can't do certain things until we repent. And everybody just stop just for a minute. It's not going to kill God. Don't worry. There's fixing to be a blowout of the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost is strong. We normally bow our heads when we repent. But this morning, I want you to do it a little differently. I want you to do four things. I want you to raise your head. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to raise your hands if you're able. And you've got to begin to speak. So we're going to do it in this fashion this morning. And we're going to repent in this fashion this morning. And you're going to ask God if you want him to. Ask him to forgive you for everything you've said. Everything you've done. Everything you've thought that's not like him. And we're going to take just a moment and we're going to repent. So if you want God to do more in your life. Whether it's a miracle that you need. Or whether it's a miracle of salvation that you want in your life. I want you to lift your hands. Lift your head. Close your eyes. And begin to speak right now. And ask God to forgive you of every sin. Lord right now in Jesus name we ask you 
to forgive us, Lord, of everything that's not like you in the name of Jesus. Those things that we've said, God, those things that we've done, oh God, those actions in our lives, and Lord, those thoughts that are not like you, we turn them over to you right now, and God, we repent, and we know that as we repent, right now, your blood is precious. Right now, you are there to forgive us, and we thank you for the forgiveness that we have right now in you, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody, would you just begin to praise God for what he did right there? Just begin to praise God right now for what he did right there in Jesus' name. Oh, there's a cleansing in somebody right now in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to take what you just did right there, and we're going to do it again. And there's going to be miracles after the prayer of faith is prayed. But you've got to speak. And that hunger that I just felt, if you'll do that same thing, God will come down in a mighty way. So now, I want you to, if you need a miracle in your body, or if you want to be renewed or filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time, I want you to lift both hands. I want you to close your eyes, lift your head, and begin to lift your voice. And when I holler, hallelujah, I want you to holler, hallelujah, amen. And the next word that's going to come out of your mouth is going to be tongues. And your miracle is coming. So by the authority of the word of God, and by the power of the name of Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Ghost that's in this room and in our lives today, I say in the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Ghost. I say in the name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. I say in the name of Jesus, be healed now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody let us shout. Hallelujah. I say the spines, I say the spines, come on, go, lay hands on them, let them be healed in the name of Jesus. I say right now the spines, be healed in Jesus' name, be healed in Jesus' name. I say right now the backs, be healed in Jesus' name. I say right now to depression in the name of Jesus and anxiety, you've got to go and let the joy of the Lord come in now in Jesus' name name. I say the blood disorders, be healed in the name of Jesus. I say right now to the pancreas, be healed in the name of Jesus. I say right now in Jesus' name to every organ, be healed in the name of Jesus. Hearts, be healed right now in Jesus' name. Liver, be healed now in the name of Jesus. Sugar diabetes, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus.